Want ideas to grow your ministry and engage your supporters? Coming to you from QT4CM.org. This is the Quick Tips for Christian Ministry podcast. And here's your host, David Allen. We are continuing in our series with leadership coach Cam Taylor on successfully managing those detours in life and ministry. Cam is giving us excellent tips on thriving in the face of adversity. Here's our first question for you today, Cam. Some people would say that during a ministry setback, all you need is a little faith to get you through and some God-infused optimism. What are your thoughts on that, Cam? Thanks, David. I'd say to answer your question, do people only need a little bit of faith to get through what they're going through? I would say is only half right. And let me tell you why that is. When you have a setback, optimism or faith that it will turn out all right isn't enough, especially if that difficulty, that setback goes on for some time and has this ripple effect on your life. We need something that goes with that in order for you to be able to Yes, have faith, have optimism, but live with circumstances and the challenges that come with these adverse circumstances. Let me tell you a story to illustrate what I'm talking about. The story is told of Admiral Jim Stockdale, who survived an eight-year imprisonment from 1965, or 53 to 65, during the Vietnam War. Now, during his time in prison, Stockdale not only survived but he helped others to manage these unimaginable conditions of prison camp. And this is, this is talked about in Jim Collins' book, Good to Great. Reflecting on his experience, Stockdale said, he said, I never lost faith in the end of the story. I never doubted not only that I would get out, but also that I would prevail in the end and turn the experience into the defining event of his life, which in retrospect, he wouldn't trade as he thought about it afterwards. But when he was asked who didn't survive that experience, his answer was the optimists didn't survive. And that was a shocking answer. And he was asked, why is that? And he said, well, you know, the optimists, they were the ones who said, we're going to be out by Christmas. And Christmas came and went and they weren't out. Then they would say, we're going to be out here by Easter, out of here by Easter. But Easter came and went and they still weren't out. And they said that eventually they died of a broken heart. Then Stockdale made this profound statement. He said, you must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose, with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they may be. And I look at the words in Philippians 4, and I see this very same, what I call tempered optimism, the combination of optimism, faith, with dealing with reality as it's thrust upon you. The tension between there is a bright future. God is in control. God is going to see me through this with, oh, my life is hard right now. These circumstances are difficult. I feel such pain and suffering. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You know, what I see in there is 
don't worry about anything. So there's that tempered aspect to the optimism, the realism. Deal with your anxiety. Find a way to release it, to not focus on it. It's going to be there. So don't deny it, but learn to cope with that anxiety. And then it says, pray about everything. There's the optimism. Have faith that you will get out, that you will have a future. You do have a future. Tell God what you need. That's, a te- that's the tempered aspect to the tempered optimism. But thank him for all he's done. That's being faith-filled and optimistic. Then you'll experience peace, which is necessary on a moment-by-moment basis to have that reality, which exceeds anything that we can understand. And there's that optimism. Let me give you three, what I believe are principles that we can see both illustrated in the Stockdale story and and revealed here in Philippians chapter 4. Number one is tempered optimism is a mindset. It's not a feeling. You're not always going to feel optimistic because it's more than just believing in an outcome, but it's the mindset that says, I can, I will get through this. God is with me. He has a future. He's doing good in my life. He is working on me and he is going to show up in ways that I can't fully understand. And the mindset says, I need to do what I need to do to deal with the daily harshness of my circumstances. And that's the mindset that tempered optimism has. Belief combined with this is how I will cope. This is my structure that I have set out in my life to help me. Well, number two, another principle is when living with tough circumstances and brutal facts, focus on what you can control instead of worrying about the things outside of your control. Don't be anxious about anything. Pray about everything with thanksgiving. A practical practice that I learned when I was met with difficult circumstances, a daily grind of suffering and and multiple surgeries and and just waiting and wondering how it's all going to play out. Will I lose my leg? Will this infection ever go away? And, and all these questions I had. But I learned actually to one day I, I got out a piece of paper and I drew a line down the middle. And on the one side, I said at the top, the things I can't control. Then on the other side of the paper, I said the things I can control. And I made, a, made two lists. And then I stepped back and I asked myself, so which side do I want to spend my time on? Now, if you're like me, you would say, I think I want to spend my time on the side of the things that I can control because this other side is just stressing me out. It's creating all kinds of anxiety and fear, and it's not where I want to live. So I decided to live on that side and go to work on the things, on those activities that I could actually control. And it made a huge difference. I believed in a positive future that I would get through this, but this was my way to deal with the, my situation, my circumstances on a daily basis. It was the tempered side to the optimism that this would work itself out somehow, some way. Number three, third principle, find people you can both dream with and be brutally honest with. You need both people in your life who can help infuse this belief that 
there is a future. You do have a future. Your life is not over as you knew it because we need that desperately when we've had a setback because we've lost that hope. We've lost that sense of purpose and direction and a future. So we need the people that will that will stir up within us the dreams for what's next and what needs to change and and what does God want to do with my life. But we also need the people that will allow us to be honest, that will allow us to tell our stories and and vent some of the emotion that is stirring up within us. And it's it's challenging because some people, they don't want to talk about the tough stuff. They're these pure optimists that want to say, it's going to be okay when it's not okay. And I need to talk about the not okay part and not be pushed off into the corner and told to be quiet. So find the people that will both dream with you and help you be brutally honest. And as you apply these principles to your life, I believe that tempered optimism is a quality that we can develop. And it will help you find purpose and find direction and find your ability to take those baby steps one step at a time. I'm sure that when David was facing his tough circumstances, he was thrilled to have his friend Jonathan as the one that could both fuel up the dreams within him. David, you will be king someday, but also allow David to express himself and be honest with him so that he could travel down this lonely, difficult road, not by himself, but with God and with a friend. So where do you need to apply tempered optimism in your life and in your ministry? I encourage you in that search that there is an ability to find your way through what you're going through as you find both a belief for the future and a way to deal with with your daily reality. Thanks for listening. That was leadership coach and author Cam Taylor. Coming to you from QT4CM.org, this is the Quick Tips for Christian Ministry podcast. In our next QT4CM episode, Cam will continue his series on living with purpose and resiliency in our ministries. You can download Cam's Action Guide, available to you in our show notes at QT4CM.org. There are also several ways you can connect with Cam, including how to find out about his new book called Detour, a roadmap for when life gets rerouted. The best way to access his free material or download a free excerpt from his book is on his website at www.camtaylor.net. He has an email course on resiliency, a journal that goes with the book, or the option of signing up for a free exploratory coaching session. You can also get these links in our show notes at qt4cm.org. Camp Taylor is a leadership coach, speaker, and author who helps people in the church and marketplace live with purpose and resiliency. This episode is a fourth in a series of QT4CM episodes he has entitled 10 Keys to Thriving When Faced with Ministry Setbacks. We would like to thank the sponsor of this podcast, the Great Commission Foundation. The Great Commission Foundation provides financial management, administrative services to ministries, and handles charity donation receiving and government compliance in both the United States and Canada. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Quick Tips for Christian Ministry podcast. Until next time, be encouraged 
God is with us. Serve with joy.